0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga. This is a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Our episode is about the mantras and a mantra for each of the nine types. We're excited to explore this with you.
1: Hello, everyone, again. So today's episode is all about mantras. And we uh, wanted, Christy and I wanted to uh, kind of break things down a little bit. So, what we've decided to do is we've decided to um, go number by number in Enneagram. As you all know, there's nine of those. So, I got odds and Christy got evens, um, which I think is funny because I'm sort of an odd duck and Christy's very even and smooth so I think it's going to work out great but um, what we wanted to do is we wanted to kind of offer a couple of mantras for every single number um, in terms of what that personality really needs to hear you know that childhood message perhaps that you wanted to hear or throughout your life something that just feels missing or something you're struggling with and hopefully that would replenish that cup or that struggle but before we move to that um i have in front of me the definition of mantra in case um you're wondering what the heck that is and from oxford languages y'all mantra is a noun and it original originally from hinduism and buddhism a word or sound repeated to aid concentration in meditation uh, and or a statement or slogan repeated frequently. So can you only use a mantra if you meditate? Uh, Christy, what do you think?
0: No, oh, no, no. These are like another word for mantra might be affirmation. It's a way to just talk to yourself in a positive way to, to hear a message that you really need to hear so, yeah, you don't have to be doing that in meditation or in yoga. It can be you're driving in your car and you're just needing something positive and healing to say to yourself. Yep. And sometimes there's certain mantras that I just come back to that yep. I need, need to hear. Yeah,
1: something that resonates or you're having a tough day or tough week or tough tough season and mm-hmm. uh sometimes you feel lost and disconnected and confused i mean we all go through ebbs and flows of life so um mantras are just a really great way to slow down and connect and you know feeling better a lot of times it's sort of an insider job
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: you can't really just wait for something external to come and just makes it all better. So it's a great way to sort of self help. And we don't want to come off as self-help gurus, but this is something that we practice and we find very helpful. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to share it with y'all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so let's go to it. The ones on the Enneagram.
1: All right, so uh, let's start with number one. And number one is near dear to my heart because I am a one. (laughs) And if you think of one word that maybe would describe a one, it's a reformer. And ones like rules and being organized and uh, being right and self-disciplined. So um, these two mantras um, is something that I often repeat to myself. And hopefully, um, if you're one out there listening, it would be something that you can um, have as a takeaway. So number one is, I am enough. Mm-hmm. you know one struggle with working uh to earn love from others mm-hmm. and um proving to be right and good and follow the rules and that sort of feels like that earns us love and mm-hmm. you know to accept that we are enough as is and in our very first episode we were talking and i was given an example of you know, it took me forever to kind of understand that my husband loves me regardless whether the floors are clean when he comes home or the dinner is just yes. right or everything is done and organized because I'm enough
0: mm-hmm. without
1: with the dirty floors and all. So mm-hmm. for one, I am enough. So that's one. The second one is I accept what is. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times it is the acceptance is seems to be like the upward uphill battle that just Mm -hmm. never ends and you always fight so that's something that I think ones could benefit from just I accept what is and just kind of just just sit with that for a little bit good and bad
0: yeah I love that so I am enough and I accept what What it is. is. Which of those two do you need to hear more today?
1: So I take today. I accept what is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Kristen and I were talking a little bit before we started to tape. Um, I've had a really rough week. My family has Mm -hmm. had a really rough week and, um, uh, something happened at our child school that was very upsetting to us and, uh, shocking and, um, you know, to move past the emotion of anger and um, confusion and frustration um, in order to make some clear-cut decisions on what mm-hmm. we need to do next, mm-hmm. you've got to accept what happened and mm-hmm. sort of absorb the emotion and just let it wash over you so then the emotion doesn't dictate the decision making you're able to do it objectively not subjectively so I would say every day for the last week to kind of while we were working through the crisis it was I accept what is so then we can move on and I mean I'll be honest with you it's easier said than done it you know I was so whatever happened happened on Monday and Um, I've been teaching all this week and I felt like it was a really nice way for me to almost distract myself from what was happening because I just couldn't sit with it. It was just so difficult. And then, um, I started feeling a little better by the end of the week and I was teaching on Saturday I was driving home and I was telling my husband, you know, I was on the way, so he could go hike in the woods because that's his therapy.
0: You needed to teach yoga. Yes. and he needed to go out in the woods. And right? he
1: said, "Cat, I am just struggling keeping the anger down." Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm just angry at the world. I'm just yeah. really having difficult time to controlling it and getting mm-hmm. a hold of it." So, mm-hmm. you know, and he's a seven. Right. So to accept what is, it yeah. just it takes time, but to say it to yourself I find you can make it like almost tangible Mm -hmm. what you have to do Mm -hmm. and be able to work through that and sit with that and so then you can move on yeah so in short in really long answer to the question I accept what is
0: yeah and one of the things that I feel is so true about acceptance is when we start to accept life as it is, we start to accept ourselves as we are. We start to accept others as they are. They're all interconnected. Like our ability to accept others will help us to accept ourselves. Like it just, it doesn't matter which direction you start. If you start with accepting life as it is that translates to so many other parts yeah. of self acceptance or accepting others or accepting life. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you start acceptance is powerful. Yeah. So I uh, yeah. thank you for sharing sure. your story. Sure. So we're going to move to twos now. All right? And I am a two yeah, so we go worked from out Kat, cool that the way. one to me the two and of course twos are sometimes called helpers or givers they're empathetic, they're caring, they're generous. But the flip side of that is sometimes they don't care for themselves or set boundaries. Um, so I was thinking about mantras that I need, um, as a tube and, and one is, um, receive love from others. That simple. Receive love from others. It sounds so easy, like, why can't you do it, right? But it could be so hard. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And the other one is, I can't take care of others if I don't take care of myself. I have to yeah. say that to, to myself a lot. Yeah. You know, that yeah. that's powerful. So those yeah. are my two mantras that I offer to all of our twos the out teams. there. Well, you know, and
1: uh, as as we go through the numbers and the mantras, we are going to ask each other which mantra uh, sort of resonates most, what we need to hear at this present mm-hmm. time. And we will go through every single number. And I just want you all to know, we all have all numbers in us. Yes. So you don't have to be a two to have it resonate
0: mm-hmm. what
1: Christy just said. So yeah. we just want y'all to know, this is for every number. If you yeah. hear, if you're five and you're listening, you're like, oh man, this yeah. is it. This is it. Yeah, This yeah. is for you. So Christy, which one resonates with you the most now?
0: I would say that I can't take care of others if I don't take care of myself. And I, I have this, Example from yesterday that's kind of silly, but it it just speaks to the the twos needing to step back from the helping and take care of themselves. So, yeah. yesterday I was at a yard sale. I think I mentioned in our past podcast yeah. that I love estate sales, but yeah, also every yeah. once in a while I love to <laughs> go to a yard sale. And um, I haven't done one of those in a while, but um, so I was at the yard sale. I was walking around and um, finding some. Some things for my daughter, Isabella. I love finding little, you know, cute outfits for her for a yeah, dollar. It's just yeah. like amazing. But, um, so I saw this microwave and I was thinking about a college student in my life who I knew was in, in need of a microwave, but we had the busiest weekend this weekend And then, so I I took a step back and I was like, you know, I could buy this microwave, I could go over and take it to her, but she may already have one by now, she may not need one anymore, and I really, in order to be, like, fair to myself and my family, I didn't need to do that. Like, so sometimes yeah. the two kind of has to take a step back and say... You have well, to hold
1: I- your own self back. Yeah,
0: what do I need? Like, and, and at that moment in time, even though I wanted to help, and that's, like, always my impulse is to help others. I have to go, is it is it fair to my family? Is it fair to me to do that right now? And yeah. on that particular day, it wasn't. Like, on another yeah. day, if I had had space yeah. for my family and self-care... Yeah it may have seemed like the right thing to do, yeah. but that's kind of silly. Yeah. But it's like, it speaks to like, we just, twos always have that impulse. Yeah, And even if you're not a two, you may have been raised in the yep. South and Southern, Southern women always have that impulse to mm-hmm. take care of others. Yeah, It doesn't matter if you're raised in the South, a lot of us just want to help. Yeah, um, But sometimes we need to step back from that so that we can be fair to ourselves or to our families. So
1: here's a million-dollar question. Well, yes. two, one, did it feel uncomfortable? And then two, did you feel guilty?
0: I did not feel guilty. Good for you. It was like, yeah, it, uncomfortable is a good word. It's just yeah. like it's it's more comfortable to just be generous and help others. Yeah. But, um, but sometimes, you know, yeah. that's just not what I really need to do in that day in order to find a balance yeah. between, yeah. you know, Helping others and helping myself and my, my loved ones, yeah. right? Kudos to you, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> well done, number two. Yeah. Well
1: done. All right. Well, now on to number three. So if you were to use one word to describe describe a three personality, it's an achiever. Okay. So some words that came to mind is that they're driven, uh, they like to work. They're motivated. Mm -hmm. They love competition, which, by the way, have you been watching Olympics?
0: (laughs) I have not had enough time, but I love the Olympics.
1: Olympics has, I mean, every time TV's on, it is Olympic. And I'm like, they're all number threes. Every single one of them. You're right about that. Competition, motivation, work. Yes. I mean, like maybe there's like a one sprinkled in there every so often yeah, for like that's the, good. probably like the divers, <laughs> like the perfect way to enter the water. But anyway, so that's You're a side, right. note. side note. Side note. A lot note. of ones and threes. A lot of the ones and threes. So here's a couple of mantras that I think would sort of resonate with number three. Um, I'm not what I do. I love that. I'm not what I do, and. I'll tell you again, I'm a one, and a lot of times that's kind of the thing like, I am what I do, Mm -hmm. right? And if I do it well, I am good.
0: Mm -hmm. So,
1: for three, you know, I think it's even more powerful. I'm not what you're not your work, you're not your accomplishment, you're Mm -hmm. not the accolades, Mm -hmm. you're not what you do. You are who you are, you are what you are, not what you do. So, that's one. And the second one, and again, I think we all do it. I don't need to compare. Yes. So, you know, when I teach my yoga classes, and I sometimes put folks in a pose that would require certain level of flexibility, and I will tell everybody, hell, listen, I know we all have done it one time or the other. If you're comparing yourself scanning the studio room to who is how low are their hips or how straight their leg close your eyes mm-hmm. it's not compa- self comparison is not exclusive to threes mm-hmm. we all do it but again i think threes it is almost their burden it's it's really tough because in order to achieve mm-hmm. you've got to know what everybody else is doing
0: yes i think it was theodore roosevelt who said comparison is the thief of all joy And I love that. I love that. Bingo. It is. It's so true. But yeah, so the twos, threes, and fours are all in the image triad of the Enneagram. And so, yeah, comparison and for the three in particular, achieving and wanting to be better than others in the yoga uh, practice. That's so true. So. Which one of those two do you need to hear? I mean, to, to be full
1: transparency, I don't need to compare. Yeah, it's a, it's a struggle and it's it's like my dirty little secret because mm-hmm. I even sometimes try to fool myself. Like I would compare and then I'm like, no, no, I'm not comparing. When mm. I will full on know that I just did. So yeah. to myself, I even try to fool myself like, oh, no, no, I wasn't looking. And I compare myself through work. I compare myself through motherhood. I compare myself through how I handle stress. Like, you know, like, y'all, I wish I could be like Christy. Calm, cool, and collected, Uh. and just be able to just be with it. it, But, uh, so I would compare, like, I wish, I wish I could be like. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, so, we do that, don't we?
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I do that. I wish I could be like all the time. And and sometimes we disown that part of us that wants yes. to compare or compete. Yes. Like, I remember saying to a friend recently, we were playing, um, what is it, like the Italian bocce ball. I'm oh, sure I was love bocce. We'll it is see. so hard. It is hard. I'm terrible at it. But I told her when we were playing it, I was like, yeah, I'm not a competitive person. And then I realized afterwards, well, that's not true at all. Like, yeah. that might be true of sports. Like, I just didn't care because I was so bad that yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't matter. Like, I was losing. I was playing with two friends. And, yeah, with sports, I'm not really that competitive. But if you're talking about yoga and other parts yeah. of my life, sure I am. And, like, and I have to watch that. Yeah. And, and it, it, it is the thief of joy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's that for threes. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to our fours, um, the mantra the fours need to hear, and um, I stole this from the poet Rumi. I love, oh, I love Rumi. Who doesn't love Rumi? Um, but wrap gratitude around you like a cloak. Like just, I mean, if you're listening right now, take your arms out. Give yourself. A big hug and just think of something you're thankful for. Wrap gratitude around you like a cloak. That is beautiful. And then um, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Those two. Yeah, that's,
1: you know, and that's your individualist. So that's,
0: uh, tell me which one resonates more. I love them both. Just being grateful. Like there's just, there's so much... I think that actually, um, I have started to get really in touch with the pain of life, which is the work of the the two. We, yeah. we tend to ignore our feelings, but yeah. I've gotten a lot better at getting in touch with the pain of life. Um, sometimes so much so that I miss the beauty in life yeah. and the joy. And yeah. I have to come back to that. If I have so much to be grateful for. Yeah. This is like, this is a, a, a day that is a gift. Um, mm. This is a moment that is a gift. Yeah. So I definitely... And I would also say that the force um, teach me to own my feelings. Like, I just want to say that, too. We're going to do mm-hmm. another episode at some point mm-hmm. about which mantras each or several mantras that each of the nines offer to us yeah so that's just like a little plug that we're going to do that Mm -hmm. down the road but that's one of the things like the fours, teach me to feel my feelings um and I'm I'm getting like I said much better at that but um I wasn't at one point in my life. Like I really... Especially I can think of when we were going through infertility. Yeah. I didn't allow myself to really feel... Yeah. All of that. Feel the pain of that. And um, if I if I had had a four just kind of whispering to me it's okay to feel your pain it's okay Um, so yeah so just a plug I can't wait for that episode because each number offers us so much I
1: agree and again we all have each number and I'd like to say before we move to five that number four the individualist is the most enigmatic number for me Yeah. because I don't love to feel the feelings either and I so admire if a person can be so in touch with their feelings and sometimes it almost makes me uncomfortable because it is so intense either highs or lows and just to embrace that
0: yeah it's the
1: most enigmatic number in my book and just just kudos to you number fours for being able to feel
0: yeah well sometimes the number that's a mystery to us i love the the word enigmatic but whichever number is a mystery to us, it might be because we disown that part of ourself yeah. a little bit. Like, yeah. um, so You're if, so right. if the four is a mystery to us because of all their feelings, that might be just, you know, a reminder to us, well, we need to work on yeah. feeling our feelings more deeply. So... Anyways. Wiser <laughs> words have never
1: been said before. Yes, ma'am. All right, moving on to number five. One word to describe a five is investigator. Mm. So the words that would come to mind is, uh, usually these people tend to uh, be more private. They're very logical, intellectual, and observant. Mm. So um, to before I go into the, well, I can actually do the mantra, and then I'll explain why. So... First mantra for number five I offer is, I trust my instinct. Mm. So my husband has a saying, and he says, you know, sometimes you get to the point where it's analysis paralysis.
0: Mm,
1: I love that. Like, we have analyzed and reanalyzed, and now we're at the point, like, we're paralyzed with it. Yeah. You know, so for five to trust your instinct, whether you want to call it gut Mm -hmm. that subtle voice inside of you that you know is your truth. Mm -hmm. So however you want to, you know, identify the word instinct, but that would be one Mm -hmm. for me, you know, trust your instinct. And the second one is I can express myself freely. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: when you get, tend to be more, um, you know, observing, and then observe and I think and I kind of just take all the information in, Mm -hmm. It sort of tends to be hard to express it. Mm -hmm. So, and then a lot of times you just would even create like a hang up. Like I shouldn't say it or I can't say it or it wouldn't be, you wouldn't sound right. So I can express myself freely.
0: Okay. At any time you want. I love it. And so just for those listening, make sure that, you're thinking about which one you need to hear yeah. as well. Uh-huh. Um, cat. which of these two do you need to hear today? So
1: I would say I trust my instinct and I'm pretty good with the instinct, but, you know, going back to, you know, sort of a crisis that we've been working through for the last week and uh, now we're at the crossroad of, you know, we've got to make decision, basically right or left. And, um, to listen to, to listen to the gut because, you know, we have done the outline, you know, pluses and minuses and we have kind of, you know, tried to quiet the noise of the emotion mm-hmm. and of not feeling good about what's going on because we know for a fact that we just have to listen to the gut. And that would be the right decision, especially when you're like, I don't know which way to go. Yeah. And then there's a lot of fear and uncertainty and like all of that piles up. The right. ego that's telling you like, Oh no, you're going to make a mistake. It's wrong. And better think about it. Better not do it. Um, Just trust the instinct.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. Tell you the truth. And yeah. And that's something, you know, the the five needs to tap into both the body and their mm-hmm. feelings. Right. Yeah. And And that's, you know, their gut, sort yeah. of tapping into to the intuition, the gut. And you have to get out of your their head their to get in the gut. Yeah. And when they move to the body, they can move to the heart, which yeah. is also what they really need. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. well said, that's, that's beautiful. Um, so the mantras that I have that sixes need to hear is I am safe am safe it could be i'm secure yeah um or i choose to live in a state of faith trust and courage wow yeah yeah Yeah. oh and our sixes um i you know the six is sometimes called the loyalist yep and the six are great at being a part of a group and making others feel like they belong Mm -hmm. the sixes are um you know, people who struggle with anxiety, that's kind Mm -hmm. of their, their deadly sin, so they do struggle with that, but they're, they're hard workers, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we need more sixes in the world. I think I forgot to say for the fours, the fours are known as the individualist, Mm -hmm. and sometimes, um, you know, they're just so artistic and creative yeah. and they feel their feelings, they're very introspective. Yeah. But sometimes others can experience them as moody and broody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, so
1: I love it. Well, which one out of the six mantras is resonated with you most today?
0: Yeah, so I think I am safe and I um right now you know, at this time of having a one-year-old, but especially when she was younger and a baby, I needed to hear my daughter is safe. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of moms or dads listening. I get it. Or uncles or aunts, whoever can resonate with that. Like we, we worry about the people we love the most. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to hear I'm safe, but sometimes we need to hear that my daughter is safe. Yeah or my son is safe, or whoever in our life um, that we're feeling a lot of anxiety about. Um, And, you know, I think that when I was going, I went through some postpartum anxiety after my daughter was born. It had just taken us so long to get pregnant, but also as a counselor, I had worked with um, some people who had had sadly experienced the death of a baby, which heightens my own sort of anxiety. and so I had to yeah. just remind myself that she was safe. But, but when I was going through the postpartum, I would, you know, check her to make she was sure she was breathing in her bassinet or yeah. breathing in her car seat. I mean, it was, you know, it was yeah. pretty substantial postpartum yeah. anxiety. And so I've had to work on just knowing that she is safe yeah. and she is secure yeah. and breathing and trusting and yeah. having that, that courage. Yeah, that, that fear could be so paralyzing. It can. It can. Okay. And we don't talk about it enough. Nope. We don't talk about nope. the fear that we feel, whether it's postpartum anxiety or other other fear in our mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Um, it's something a lot of us feel, yeah. and we need yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I love it. All right. Um, a
1: little bit of a lighter note, because next up is number seven. And I've mentioned it. Um, I think in this episode and um, the one before that, I'm married to seven. Uh and I absolutely love it. So, the seven is your entertainer. You will never be bored in life if you're next to seven. <laughs> so, a uh, couple words that come to mind is adventure, fun, optimism, and ideas. And I've al- I always say, I always yes. kind of make fun of my husband. So, I don't know if any of y'all ever read Alice in Wonderland or watched the movies. but And I'm going to paraphrase, but Alice says that I have a million ideas Before breakfast, before I even have breakfast. And that is my husband. Like he has already dreamt up billion dreams before he even had breakfast. It's beautiful. It's exhausting to be like, I cannot even fathom how you do it, but that's a seven. True and true. You know, they always are full of ideas. So um, I have very many mantras for seven but i'm going to
0: uh, yeah, yeah, one. exactly so in case he's listening but i'm just going
1: uh to pick two that i love the most and one is be here now mm. so you don't you know um another you know reason uh, by the way not only my husband is a seven we have two dogs and one of our dogs is a seven And the reason we know he has FOMO, and for those of you, and I'm just now learning all the abbreviations, fear of missing out.
0: They live
1: in a constant state of fear of missing out. FOMO. FOMO, baby. (laughs) And it is, again, a tough place to be. So be here now and know that you're not missing out. I love that. Be here now. Um, And the second one is I am grounded. Because sevens tend to kinda get a little hyped, a little distracted, a little scattered when they are in a stress mode Mm -hmm. to just kinda bring it all down, you gotta ground them. So if the seven
0: can just say to themselves, I'm grounded, I think Mm -hmm. that helps. Beautiful. So I am grounded or be here now? Which one do you need to
1: hear? Um be here now be here now because i think not only do we struggle with not being in a present moment you know when things are good um, you really struggle when things are not good mm-hmm. you know and if you are in a space where it's stressful or painful unsettling i mean you want to get out you want to you want to get pa- you want to get it moving but you know in yoga we say you've got to sit with it
0: mm-hmm. before you
1: can move through it So to sit with it is to be here now Mm -hmm. with whatever you've got. Uh, It's hard. It's one Mm -hmm. of the things I struggle the most. Um, And in my yoga first yoga teacher training for 200 hours, at the very end of the long process, the leading teacher kind of gave everybody a mantra to carry with them past the training, and mine was, be here now. Oh, wow. I still have that little piece of paper.
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. When I went through yoga teacher training... One of the mantras that stuck out with me is inhale just, exhale uh, this. Yeah. Which is very similar yeah. to be here now. Yeah. And I, I love both of those. Because four a seven, you know, a common sort of phrase is what's next. Yeah. What's next. What, yeah. I mean, they're very future oriented. Yeah. And so yeah. to just be here in the present yeah. moment, mm-hmm. that that's medicine. I yeah. think it was the Dalai Lama that said something along the lines of, you know, if you're looking to the past you're going to experience depression yes if you're looking to the future you're going to experience anxiety yeah but in the present moment is peace yeah and that ties
1: into yoga because the whole point of yoga is for us to uh, live without suffering Mm -hmm. and in yoga speak suffering is that 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 either being ahead or being in the past and that is suffering because mm-hmm. the only place where you are is the present moment mm-hmm. and if you're anywhere else in your mind it's suffering because it's either you experience sadness or you experience anxiety mm-hmm. so that's yeah mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. true
0: i get it love it okay so moving on to our eight okay. the challenger um, the challengers are often leaders. Sometimes they're called the boss. Uh, they just, they're, they're very wise. They, they just know how to um, take maybe companies in a, yeah. in a really positive direction. A lot of times they really do end up as CEOs. Yeah. I mean, they have so much to offer the world. Um, but they do struggle because they're so strong. They struggle with vulnerability. Yeah. Struggle a lot with vulnerability, so um, I think that for the eight, I would say I release my need for power and control. Yeah, control. Yeah, and I would say another one for an eight is I open my heart to the world. Yeah, oh, that is open odd. my heart to the world. Maybe if you're listening and you need a god, you could do a goddess pose right now. Mm-hmm. And just open up your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Physically,
1: in physical yeah. sense,
0: absolutely. But, I mean, that feels so good. Like, when we do that physically, it shifts something in us emotionally, yeah. and we are able yeah. to open up our yeah. heart to yeah. others. Um, so, yeah. I love it. I love it. Which
1: one is speaking to you the most out of those two right now?
0: I mean, I need both of those for sure. Like, those are both things I, I have to work on. But I would say um, power and control. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm an oldest sibling. Mm-hmm. And naturally, the oldest yeah. child wants to run yeah. the show. Like, yeah. you know, in their in their home, they want to run the show. and well, in life, interesting they, is all that birth <laughs> order. My oldest, I think, is an eight, too. And she's uh, oldest. Yeah. Oh, I think older siblings... Yeah. Often
1: enough are eight. Yeah.
0: Well, because they are. They're
1: born Mm -hmm. leaders, right? So it
0: can turn out that way. Yeah. Um, And even though I'm not an eight, the two, their sort of arrow of stress is the eight. So I've definitely got an eight in me. And like like you said beautifully, we all have all nine numbers in us. But I I have to work on that. I have to work on letting go. I have to, you know, know that I can't control everything and that I don't, you know, have ultimate power and um so i have to i have to work on letting go of power and control and that is so hard because so hard. <laughs> it is it
1: it sets you up for anybody can so vulnerable you mm-hmm. know like anybody can come and knock you down mm-hmm. because you don't have that armor of control i got mm-hmm. it all under my control yeah so yeah it's i hear you I, I and and that identifies with me as well I agree. All right. Well, we are at our last number last, but certainly not the least. Um, I was reading statistics the other day, y'all, and I want to say that majority of the U.S. population, and I don't know who it is, so don't quote me, are nines. Like majority
0: of I've, the I've heard that before somewhere. You? Yeah. And yeah. Like, I don't oh, I don't know whether that's that's true or right. not, but I've I've definitely read same. that at right. some point. Yeah. So the nine is our peacemakers. And i so I've heard it about sixes too. There's a large number of, of sixes, sixes in the US. Yeah. Yeah. How interesting is that? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, if y'all
1: wanna Google it, you know, confirm that information, feel free to do that. But peacemaker is our Oh, people who identify with the word peace, nines. Kindness, not judgmental, and they're very approachable. Mm -hmm. Like, I think anybody would intuitively be drawn to a nine because they're just so approachable, Mm -hmm. easy to be around and to be with, Mm -hmm. and you don't have any kind of fear to be next to them. Gentle. Gentle. I love it. So here's two that I would say uh, would hopefully resonate with number nine one is my presence matters Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because a lot of times they will put everybody else before themselves and leave themselves forgotten and it goes back to you can't give unless your cup is full yeah so my presence matters
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and then secondly is i'm showing up for myself Mm -hmm. and a lot of times i think that's the yoga practice in us we get to show up for ourselves this Mm -hmm. is our time to be with ourselves, to learn about ourselves, to hear our own truth. Sometimes maybe just to sit quietly and breathe. Mm -hmm. But we show up for ourselves. And Mm -hmm. how you show up for yourself would determine how you show up for most things in your life. So Mm -hmm. my presence matters, and I'm showing up for myself.
0: Beautiful. Which one of those do you need to hear? You know, I think I'm
1: showing up for myself is something that resonates with me and something that I think we all need to hear. And that goes back to my yoga practice, that Mm -hmm. I, you know, that is what keeps me showing up for myself and being Mm -hmm. able to say, you know, it's okay and I can do it and not feel guilty about it and that it doesn't take away from anything else in my life. That it's important for me to show up for myself first before I can
0: show up for anybody else. So that would be the one. I love that. And the healing message that the nine needs is my presence matters. Yeah. And and when they can get to a point that they can show up for themselves, assert themselves, and and just know that their voice matters and yeah. that they matter. Yeah. They're they're in a healthier place. Yeah. In their life. Yeah. And so just reminding yourself if you're a nine or even if you just need that message to really show up for yourself that you matter. Sure. Well, it's been good to be with you. We're going to now offer you um, a meditation. And this meditation is the meditation for each of the nine numbers. And it's a short meditation that starts with um, I. And I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm going to do just a short mantra for each of the nine types, starting with the number one Inhale, I am, exhale, enough. For the number two, Inhale, I care, exhale, enough. For the number three, Inhale, I do, exhale, enough. For the number four, Inhale, my loved ones exhale are enough for the number five inhale I have exhale enough for the number six inhale I am exhale safe enough for the number seven inhale this moment exhale is enough for the number eight inhale my vulnerability exhale is enough and for the number nine inhale my presence exhale is enough thanks for being here with us at enneagram plus yoga we look forward to connecting with you soon